Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction, the place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello, this is Bill Armstrong, your host today on the Bouncy Zone. Uh, we will have, and uh, hopefully you'll be calling in pretty soon, uh, f- from Fine Truth 88 on YouTube, Brother Marcus, and uh, we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy. Uh, hopefully I didn't screw up the time on that um, time that he's supposed to actually be calling in, so I'll keep a uh, close tab on the uh uh clip uh well studio so um i like to uh, welcome y'all uh, hopefully y'all are uh having a great night tonight uh i am wind up and ready to go and uh we are going to be talking about Bible prophecy i have an article um and it talks about a a stock market crash or crisis uh, that will be uh, worse than 2008. And um, uh, Lehman Brothers, Lehman Brothers, was one of the uh, banks that had uh, bankrupt. Uh, and uh, it seems that there are other hints out there that other banks will go dry as well. Uh, and this has been uh, five years since that time of September 15, 2008, and um, a lot of uh, analysts are saying that there's a chance that we can have the same effect or even worse happen in the not-too-distant future. Well, me, myself, uh, believe uh, that we are headed to a extreme um, problem. Now I just realized that my the host the the guest that was supposed to be on uh, on today's show we decided to uh, postpone that show until um, a little bit probably about three weeks four weeks probably first part of October and uh, Dave James is going to be on he's the author of. Um, the Harbinger fact or fiction, 
and uh, he was supposed to be on the show today. And then I was looking for Brother Marcus to call in, and he uh, is not because he's supposed to be the next guest on, which is 6 o'clock. So uh, I didn't really prepare anything um, for the show for this next hour. So, Brother Marcus, if you're listening, you can – uh-oh. Brother Marcus, you can call in right now if you're listening. Or I even take any calls who's out there listening. I'll take some calls. But, um, yeah, the, the one of the platforms of the Antichrist will be um, financial, I believe. And uh, we know that the Word of God says that uh, no man will buy or sell unless he have the mark in his right hand or forehead. And we know that there will be a global economic union as well as a governmental um, or political union and a religious union. And um, in order for the world order, the new world order to come to fruition, we must have um, these entities join hands. Now, what is peculiar about today is that there are signs that, is, that are just in our face screaming at us that we are uh, entering a apocalypse time period, um, a time of disaster, a time of uh, great frustration upon mankind, a disastrous um, time period that will be coming in the future. And um, the Bible talks about in Luke 21, it's discussed on, discussed on earth perplexity. Men are living in perplexity. They're confused. Uh, they're holding their stomachs as if they're in pain, wondering what is, in the world is happening. And um, we live in a great country uh, those who are privileged enough to live in the United States. And, um, and not often do an individual get to live in a country like this when you have the numbers of 7 billion people. And people don't even realize that 300 million people is, is, is a very small fraction of 7 billion people. And when the financial uh, crisis began, we must understand that in order to survive, there's only going to be three to seven days of groceries on the store shelves. And gasoline will be scarce. I don't know if y'all remember the 1970s uh, gasoline line where the lines were so big, they were from miles and miles and miles. And I got a little taste of that when I was in uh, Hawaii when the gas prices were really, really low and so many people were trying to get gas. Uh, and, I, you know, I have a firsthand experience, I can actually say, but when the gas is high or when it's a scarcity of gas, then these lines are going to be great, greatly uh, enlarged because of supply and demand. And um, 
when you have a breakdown in, in the system where there is a, a lack of supply and demand, or there's a lack of supply and a large demand, excuse me, then uh, think the price of uh, products and services goes greatly up. And it it puts us into a a mode of survival uh, when that happens. Now, I am a pre-trip rapture person. I believe in the rapture of the church prior to the tribulation period beginning. This show is for everybody. It's even for those who believe in the pre-trip rapture because uh, people believe that they're going to be wished out of here and that there's not going to be anybody left. I even heard a brother say that it's too late after that. And I, I'm asking myself, where does it say it's too late after that? Uh, it doesn't say that anywhere in the Word of God that it's too late. It is not too late until your heart stops beating or you, you or you're you're in a position to have to make a decision for Christ. And see when you make a decision for Christ, uh you make a ultimate decision to live for him on a daily basis and, and if somebody put you in front of the slaughter, you are willing to lose your position in the world to gain your life for Jesus. The Bible says that he who is Jesus said he's the speaker, he is willing to lose his life for my sake or gain it. And he is willing to gain it for his own sake or lose it. And I needed I mean I, I really should have had a Bible. I got home from work and I should have brought a Bible down here but downstairs in my office but I don't have one, believe it or not. Uh, down here because I have a whole bunch of books down here and I think I have a Bible over there but I really uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue the show until I get some time to um, to go run upstairs and get the Bible but um, here is what I'm thinking on the derivative market these are highly sophisticated instruments of of uh, uh, when you corporations invest in large amounts of stock that are based off of uh, unsubstantiated uh, risk, I like to use the word risk. Other people probably say they probably like to use another word for it, but I like to use the word risk. And um, in on these investments, a company. Like Hewlett Packard can invest one hundred million to gain a billion dollars. Now look at now look at the look at the gap between a hundred million dollars and a billion dollars. And when those prices go up, you, you receive a substantial uh, return on your investment. But if the whole market is engulfed in sophisticated swap deals. Uh, or sophisticated, uh, you know, highly sophisticated um, debt-to-ratio uh, investments, then uh, we are living in a bubble ready to burst. Now, when you go to a bank to buy uh, a house, 
they don't necessarily have the money there. What it is is fractional reserves where you purchase a house with, say, 10% down. They take your 10%. Then they create a bleep on the computer that says the money's there, but actually they call the Federal Reserve or some lending house that represents the Federal Reserve, and they put in on that bleep instead of zero, zero, it becomes whatever the house costs. And this is the deal that they make with the fractional reserve outfit or system. So if the housing bubble bursts, you know, greatly than it did before, where's the money? If there, if if you started off with zero and they're leveraging a hundred or two hundred and some thousand dollars for an average five room, four room house, where is the money? Now they're charging you interest. Now let's take a look at the dollar bill. The dollar bill is called fiat funny money. It's it it does not exist the way you think it exists. The almighty dollar is not strong at all. It's looking at a strong man who has a disease and finna die in a couple of weeks. And you might think he's strong, but on the surface you just you just ended up looking at him for the last six months of his life and he happens to be strong for those because he got a diagnosis six months ago. Now he's ready to die. Well, uh, America's the same way because uh, I wonder how we become a superpower and Russia's not. What qualifies somebody to be a superpower? Now, I know that Russia has just as much uh, going for it across the world than we have. Matter of fact, Russia might even have a lot more assets than we do. You see, when you when when you are a business, sometimes the business is judged by, and if somebody if you're going to sell your business is judged by the assets it owns, or at least the property it owns, or in another case, the territory it owns, because there are companies that uh, own territory. Like if you're a mailing company, a shipping company, uh, if you are a educational system that you 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 have cornered the market somewhere, or if you are like um, Hewlett Packard, or like I mentioned earlier, or even Microsoft, who is in here is in Seattle. Uh, these corporations corner the market, especially if you like Windows, Windows computer system, yeah, you're covering corner the market. Um and that comes to, to to ask the question, what does America make? And it also comes to ask the question, what is America in Bible prophecy? And we are the last beacon of hope and freedom, supposedly, across the world. We we are who keep peace and the Middle East, we're who he who keeps peace all across the world. So we have to ask ourselves, if the United States is moved out of the way, who's going to take our place? And um, it goes back to the question, you know, how strong are we really? How strong is the strong man that comes to you and secretly tells you he has got a diagnosis six months ago. 
uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And um, I think I'm going to be able to take a break. No, I was joking. Uh, I'm going to take a break, uh, and I'll be right back. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTurnan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. All right, I'm back. Uh, God be willing, we will continue um, to uh, keep a look at the financial situation right now because uh, people rely on financial markets to make it. Uh, and uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to figure out that we have to eat, sleep, and pay our rent. And uh, if we don't, if we can't do these things, then wow, you know. You you can't get your money off the account just slightly before the rapture of the church. What do you do? 
just because we were hard-headed and we said, well, this is not going to happen because Jesus Christ is going to take us out before it all starts, then maybe he will. And I and I do believe that was the case, but what if it's not the case? What if it's uh, what if it's three or four months of financial disaster before the rapture of the church? And then you say, well, I'll just worry about it then. Well, it, it would be wise of us all to worry about it now instead of waiting until later. Because the financial markets are going to collapse, and they are going to crash, and, they co- and it's coming quicker than you think. And it's coming... Uh, it's coming to a place near you, and uh, we are in a, a a time where pride is taking over the church, arrogance is taking over the church, uh, angriness and meanness is t- taking over the church. Uh, I have dealt with people already who uh, are just flat out mean. Uh, who uh, just doesn't get it that love is what keeps the church going and and truth keeps the church going and God's word keeps the church going not uh, you're walking around Facebook looking for somebody who you can expose uh, now if you're gonna expose somebody expose them you know don't don't you know go around the bush beating around the bush, expose them. Uh, well, I'm a, you know, you, 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 you have somebody on your show and they say this and that about them. I say, send me a question to ask that individual. Let me, let me expose them. Well, we already exposed them. How dare you have somebody on your show like that? I'm like, really? I mean, some people got demons in the pool pit. And I mean, what, what do you say to them? Oh, so I'm a demon. I'm a, I'm a devil for having, um, you know, Mark Blitz on my show. But he, he, oh, we just love Creflo Dollar. Oh, we just love Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn, did you hear that speech that Simon Benny Hinn gave? It's just so wonderful. You know, I mean, Joyce Myers. I just love her. Oh my gosh, she said that we are gods. And then you. <laughs> I mean, you're chasing the wrong person. And then the thing is that you can go on YouTube and, and find many things that these people say right out cold, you know. And then I've seen, you know, someone who, you know, I, I'm noticing that a lot of people think that we're supposed to believe what they believe because they're them. And I'll give you a case in point. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't get into too many debates on anything because um I mean I, I believe in exposing the the truth you know exposing the lies to to to, to and getting to the truth, but um, people say well you believe the old you know preachers or whatever they've been told or you read those Christian books and you believe that not give for instance Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine Russia. Okay, who in the world is Gog and Magog? Now, he, the individual I'm talking about says, well, um, you believe this, you know, people believe uh, Bible prophecy teachers like Tim LaHaye and, and you know, uh, Hal Lindsey. And I'm like, I can read, brother. I can read. 
You know, I can read, I can see, I can I can taste, I can wiggle my ears, my fingers, I can wiggle my toes. I can I'm actually human, you know? I'm not stupid. He says, "Oh, um, well, you know, I, and I don't really get into any arguments with anybody. I just kind of like listen, eat the meat, spit out the bones, and they make a, a great uh, they make a great uh, pre- presentation. I might just believe them, but then they sit up there and say, well, you know, uh, all the nations are there, uh, and Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine, Gal, you know, um, to Gomer, Gomer." You know, Persia, and 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 I say, okay, I understand that. Well, what about Russia? The word Russia is not here. I say, wait a minute, the word Iran is not there. Because remember, in the forties or the forties or the fifties, Iran changed its name from Persia to Iran. Well, they see they they were they were on the map and all this other stuff. Well, I'm telling you that Russia ancestors. Gog and Magog, whoever it is, well, Gog is an individual, but Meshach and Tubal, these guys were from the Scythians and they settled in the Caucasus Mountain. He says, well, Turkey is the one. Well, how can Turkey be the one that's leading this confederation where Togoma is supposed to be Turkey? And then he he gets upset with me and, he, you know, he didn't, you know, it doesn't contact me or respond to anyone. <laughs> I'm not the smartest dude in the world, but I, I know... I know I can get, I can I can debate with the best of them. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not even the world knowledge. I just know how new simplicity. And if you lose, you just say, yeah, okay, you're right. There's many ways to win. You don't have to win uh, the battles. You can just win the war. And and it's not even about getting being right or wrong. I'm just being funny when I say this, but it's not about being right or wrong or anything like that. It's just the fact that uh, you know some people want to oppose themselves as being brilliant and smart when they you know okay you are okay so I'm not going to believe everything you say. You know you know what about the rapture? The rapture of churches? You know this old this lady and. And such and such sit, you know, came up with the rapture. And I'm like, whatever, man. I can read, and and it, it's not like I'm have a prophecy zone. Just to, you know, I, yeah, we are gonna have apologetics and, and and things like that. But I can tell you right now, brothers and sisters out there, that I can read. I might not be the fastest reader in the world, but I can read. I know in my heart that there's a preacher of rapture and I know and the, and the thing is you tell them the same thing over and over again and it's like they don't get it so let me let me say I cannot find the word church mentioned after chapter 4 but see God see this is what happened the seals were not over I mean they, I've seen them come from every specific point of view and prove nothing. They say the preacher raptures people don't prove anything. Well, I, I, uh, um, I can tell you this. By the shadow of a doubt, 
that is you tell a post-tribber, mid-tribber, or uh, all millennials, all the uh, pan-millennials, it pans out when they get, you tell all these people about the rapture of the church, the first thing they're going to go to is Tim LaHaye movie. Then they're going to talk about Thief in the Night. Then they're going to talk about um, uh, Hell Lindsay. Then they're going to talk about this. Then they're going to talk about that. The way I see it is this. They got a good point when it comes to pre-trip people's attitude, because I've talked to some pre-trip people's attitude. And a lot of people believe that they can sit on the couch until the game's over. And Jesus is going to take me out of here. But the post-trip is just as worse. And the mid-trippers, I don't hear too much from the mid-trippers because the mid-trippers are turning into post-trippers. It does matter, folks. All of this stuff matters. It might not rely on yourself. It might not determine your salvation, but it does matter. Because there are pre-trippers without urgency. That is why imminency is just as good as pre-trip. Because Jesus can come back at any time. Now you say, well, I thought pre-trippers believed that. Well, not necessarily. There are pre-trippers who believe that things, certain things must take place before Christ comes. Now, those who are looking for Obama to be the Antichrist fail to acknowledge the fact that they have been left behind. <laughs> if he is. If you can pinpoint the Antichrist, then you've been like, well, he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't been revealed yet. So, so he's the President of the United States for almost six, seven years, or at least five years, and he hasn't been revealed yet. Doesn't the rider on the ho- uh, on the or whatever the horse doesn't the writer in chapter 6 make you think he rises or he rides into the picture, conquering into conquer? So did Obama come into the picture, conquering into conquer? Did he come with a, yeah, he came with a socialist agenda, but it's not a strong agenda like the Antichrist. The Antichrist will grab you by your throat and tell you, you better do this. Now, he does come gaining velocity. It never looks back until Jesus Christ cuts his throat. Or whatever was way with a mouth, with a spoken word, you're finished. That's what I see. I don't own the Prattens on Bible prophecy, but that is what I see. Obama's not the Antichrist, and the Antichrist is nowhere to be seen in the public. And if he is, he has a small, small view of a couple of hundred thousand to a couple of million people who who know the person but not, not, may not know he's the Antichrist. And I don't even think he's still on the stage. He could be some rich family, could be, uh, could be an engineer in a corporation. He could be a college professor. He can be royalty. And it ain't Prince Charles or his son. 
His son, Prince William, is receding hairline. The Antichrist will not have a receding hairline. How do you know that? Trust me, I know. The word of God says he should have a look more stout than his fellows. It calls him the king of fierce features. That means that he's fierce and angry like the king of, of Egypt, who we thought would be the king, fierce king, which he is not because he got kicked out of office. Unless he returns back to office, then he's not the individual that it was talking about. And fierce in that in that category in Isaiah chapter 19 means fierce, angry, kind of bossy, kind of... Um, you do what I say type of thing. And the Antichrist will have those characteristics. But it is talking about his look. He should have a look more stout than his fellows. He says the word look. Well, you need the Greek concordance. No, it says he would have a look more stout than his fellows, a more tougher look. I'm going to take another break. I have to take another break because I'm going to fuss at my son. I'll be right back. Chapter 17. The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The cities of Aroer are forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. The fortress also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. And it shall be as when the harvestman gathereth the corn, and reapeth the ears with his arm. And it shall be as he that gathereth ears in the valley of Rephaim. Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it, as the shaking of an olive tree, two or three berries in the top of the uppermost bough, four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof, saith the Lord God of Israel. At that day shall a man look to his maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel, and he shall not look. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture, an American Warning Radio, with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. And Warning. Warning. This habit forming. This habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com.
last days. The Bible lays out our future, and host Phil Armstrong examines what the Scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible. And we have to stick with the box. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church, the concentration camps of the enemy, your host, once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to the zone, the Prophecy Zone. Of that event, 
And uh, we see the wars and rumors of wars with the Syrian conflict and Russia, and and uh, and we see the discussions uh, of the last 40, 50 years. We've seen all the wars of the last 30 to 50 years. We've seen uh, contemplation of attacks from other nations. We've seen a rumor of a war for U.S. towards Syria. And that's exactly what that was. It was a rumor. It was a false start. It was a, a birth pain, if you like. And see, now we see floods, terrible weathers, sinkholes, earthquakes, famines, and it's just going to get worse. And to tie it into this society that we live in, the culture that we live, the Word of God in First John 2.15 says, Love not the world or the things that are in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Folks, I see this every day. I see it in my own kids. I see it in somebody else's kids. I see it in adults. I see it in people. I see it. I see it. It's the me generation. It's the me. Me first. I, I, I. Me, me, me. And I like to move away from that as far as I can. I like to run for the hills from the selfishness that has easily beset me in my life. And turn to the Lord and have him give me a heart that is surrendered to him that helps other people. Not only to give them a cup of cold water, but to give them the word of God and give them a coat or give them some shoes and give them, uh, you know, whatever it takes for them to come to Christ. I don't pay these uh, amounts to Blog Talk Radio and, and other entities because I want to be heard. In that case, I would have been doing shows with none. I mean, it's kind of weird, but... Yeah, I've been doing shows every day. And yeah, now I'm going to start doing shows every day, but not to be heard. Not the way I'm saying it. I don't want to be famous. I I I I just want to put get the word out and get get God's word out so people can get saved. Jesus is the only way. He's the only answer. Uh, people get, you know, in the Christian faith, uh, prideful. Uh, different ministries get prideful over other ministries. Different ministries start to war with other ministries, you know. And uh, that's not biblical. The very people that try to expose people are the ones who need to get the plank out of their own eye. See, that's why I wanna, if I do a show to expose uh, uh, Cuffalo Dollar, then I need to be walking right with God. Now, the very same people to try to get to me from having Mark uh, on the show are the same people who probably say, amen, the Cuffalo Dollar or Joe Osteen. Instead of just saying, you know what, 
we're not going to do that. We're going to just get out this guy's way. And if he wants to bring a false prophet on the show, let him bring a false prophet on the show. And I know exactly one of the people that was saying something about Mark Blitz was the same person who believed that uh, a lady uh, son who is a crack addict is going to heaven because he said the sinner's prayer once in his life. Now, who you think is worse, Mark Blitz or them? Now, they're right when they say false prophets are sneaky. But I still, after that show, don't see where he's uh, at least to a point of being like a snake. If you told me that easy believism is the course that you're taking, and Mark told me that uh, we he observes the law uh, to a certain point. He observes the commandments of God. Then who's worse, easy believism, or observing the commandments? Because Jesus said, "If you let me keep my commandments," and then someone will say, "Well, you're talking about work. You're working your way to heaven." Well, the word says, be ye doers of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving yourself. Now, why would it say that? If you're to be a doer of the word, why? So, in other words, if I love my kids when I provide for my kids, they love me. But why am I providing for my kids if I don't love them? So the word of God says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And that is exactly why Jesus said in his word that narrow is the gate. That people will go through that narrow gate and few will find that narrow gate. People will find the wide gate, which even in Christianity, in the Christian faith, will be a wide gate of mixtures of Christianity, mixtures of belief, mixtures of things. You know there are many denominations, denominations. There are many denominations, right? But there are many views or or political theories or political thoughts by millions of people. In other words, I can pick a little bit of, of, of Pentecost. I can pick a little Catholic. I can pick a little of this. It's like a smorgasbord. That makes up my belief. So Georgie Porgy Puttenpie wanted to say, well, I believe a little bit of, I can work my way in and I can believe a little bit of grace and I believe a little bit of, uh, you know, the saying the sacrament and I believe in paying my tithes. And he makes up one big you know, the gospel according to Georgie Porgy, or the gospel according to Rick, or the gospel according to Mandy, or the gospel according to uh, Shaniqua. Because everybody holds their gospel, but you're supposed to worship God in spirit and in truth. Because the spirit guides you by the truth that you know. 
And if it's God's truth, it will set you free. But if it's your truth, you're going to be miserable and upset. And even if you're not miserable and upset, you're going to be unhappy and sad because you don't know how to serve God. I try. I need to get, I need to do better. It's not about you. It's the power of God that lives inside of you that would do that. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We have to have that power, folks. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you have the Lord Jesus living inside of you? Do you have the Holy Spirit? It says in Romans chapter 8 that if you do not have the Spirit, you do none of His. You don't belong to Christ if you don't have the Spirit, folks. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you're none of His. I repeat myself. But if you have the Spirit of God and the, the Spirit of God is living in you, then you're born again. God does not have stepchildren or grandchildren. He has real children. And his son died on the cross that you can become and partake into the family of God. He loves you. But he loves you enough not to let you stay the way you are. God wants change. Change that you can actually believe in. You don't have faith in some politician. Politicians wouldn't let you down every time. Every four years we get someone who's going to save America. It should have been a long time ago someone who would sustain America. Sustain the way we were living at least. Not change it. We get these administrations who come in here and they set up terrorist attacks and they set up murders and 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 craftiness and and we we supposed to believe in these people. How dare us? How dare us? And uh, Christ is. The answer, not us, Christ. He is the way to God. He is the only way to God, folks. And see, what people believe, what they want to believe, and they believe that, uh, they believe that, uh, God will save them no matter what they're doing. God will help you no matter what you're doing to repent. The first thing Jesus said was what? Repent. He said to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He said to repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. And uh, why is it that Jesus said to repent? That's the first thing that Jesus said. To repent. That means if you're walking one way, you're making a bowed face from sin and the way you were living before and you come walking towards God. 
The word of God says, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. That's for real. That's James making a statement that is actually true. Remember, we're dealing in truth. Resist the devil. How do you do that? Well, one thing you can do is resist the system. So you sit down, pray to the Lord that he'll show you and guide you. Sit down and read the word of God. Don't go off Sunday because I'm going to die right now, folks. And my body is, I don't eat a lot. I mean, I'm a big guy, but I've trained myself not to eat a lot. But what happens is when I don't eat, my body holds back calories. So when you don't read the Bible, you begin to, what's the word for it? You begin to recant your, 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 what you were made for or your biological makeup is to sin. So we, we do that. Uh, man, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy, but we need to hear that word every day. And, and we've developed a microwave mentality in this country where everything has to be done quick. Folks, from kids to grown-ups, every, people don't have any patience because we have been trained. Uh, we sit in front of a TV for eight hours. But we, but it goes fast. Commercials come in. Now we got technology to cut the commercials out, which is good because commercials are bad anyway. But um, not all commercials, but you know what I mean. And um, we live in a quick society. And so... We got the technology, though, that we're responsible for. We got Bible, the Bible on the cell phone, Bible on the tapes, Bible on your desk with dust on it, Bible on the television set, Bible here, Bible there. We got Bibles. Somebody hits you right in the head, Bible right on, you know, why'd you hit me in the head with the Bible? Because there's so many of them around here. Come, They start flying at you at different velocities and Man, I mean, it's Bibles. Everybody probably got 10 Bibles in their house, even the people that don't even know it. And if you sing it, you probably at least got three. And we're responsible for that word. We're responsible to, to God's word. And when he comes back, he's coming back for the church without spot or blemish. He said, well, he's coming back for a church to don't sin. No, he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. That means that you do not practice sin. And when you do mess up, you repent. And the sad thing about easy believism or easy slippery grace is that even though they say we all make mistakes, we all get, but get up. That is so true, folks. That's coming from Phil Armstrong. That's true. Get up. But there's a catch there. If you train yourself enough to keep falling, you're probably going to keep falling. Eventually, you need to stop falling because you're growing in grace. 
you're growing in Christ, so therefore you get stronger and stronger. The objective is not to get to grow in faith and stay still, because then it'll be a contradiction. You're not growing in anything. You're growing in church attendance. What you need to do is grow in grace from faith to faith. That means you get bigger. You grow. My son, my 11-year-old son, we were just looking at his hands just a few minutes ago before the show. He's get, his hands are huge. He's playing football. I mean, he, he's playing flag football, but, yeah, next year he probably be playing tackle. He got some long legs, too. But we need to grow. We can't stand still. Now, when somebody doesn't grow, they say he has or she has a medical condition. See, luckily we can't see ourselves spiritual or it'll be a medical condition. It won't be medical, though, you know what I mean, spiritual condition. It'll be the equivalent of the physical. In order to be healthy, you have to eat. In order to get strong and gain muscle, you have to eat certain foods. There are certain parts of the Bible that you can gain appreciation for your marriage or how to grow and get victory over sins or how to save money. There there are are different foods that you need to eat for calcium, for strong bones, for strong hair, for strong heart. Jesus said, we should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The key word there is mouth of God. Of course, the key word is we should not live. The word live. Skip by bread alone, but by every word. That means the whole Bible. So we live by the whole word of God, and we take instructions by the whole word of God, and we take counsel by the whole word of God, and we look at the word of God, and he says, and if we don't know something, we ask for for, for wisdom, and he'll give it to us. But that does not mean you get up and stop, read, stop reading the word of God. I take, okay, I, thank you for the wisdom, God. I'll be, I'll be right back in about five months. And I'll pick up the Bible where I left off at. If I need your help, I'll come get you. You know. But this, um, this is um, Dave James was supposed to be on the show this uh, today, but we decided to give me some more time to read his book because his book is deep. His book is about the have uh, harbinger. It's um. Fat Harvard is called the Harbinger Fact of Friction. And when I picked the book up, I started looking at the book and I started noticing that this book can be used to articulate all Christian books and all Christian um, manuscript and everything else from audio, CD, video, whatever, even on YouTube. You can, you can read. So I told him, man, I need some more time to read this book and mark it up. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. But anyway, um, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to bring uh, Brother Marcus on um, from Finding Truth Ministry, 88 Ministry from uh, YouTube, and uh, we'll be right back as soon as I find something to play. I'll be back. Uh, as a matter of fact, before I go on, I, 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 I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm going to play Jamie Fox, and then I'll be, listen to this guy, man, really? 
First of all, give an honor to God and our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Y'all stand up right now. You got to October 30th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTurnan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland, and our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations. A new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello and welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Brother Phil Armstrong, and today we have an interesting show. We have Brother Marcus from Finding Truth uh, Ministries, uh, Finding Truth 88 Ministries from YouTube. We're going to talk about Bible prophecy and whatever comes to mind. Uh, today is a uh, special day because I'm alive and you're alive, and sit back and, and enjoy the show. Grab some coffee, and uh, we're going to go ahead and, without further ado, bring our guest on. Brother Marcus, you there? Uh, I'm here. Hey, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Hey, I was uh, listening to some of your teaching here, uh, uh, ten minutes in, you know, ten minutes till uh, eight. And uh, I don't 
no, uh, you know, I just wanted to touch a few things on what you were saying. I mean, it's, uh, I mean I, it's such sound doctrine that you're teaching, and but it's kind of rare today because folks don't want to hear about, so many folks don't want to hear about the faith message. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Galatians 3.11 says uh, that no man is justified by the law in the sight mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. But the, but the scripture goes on to say, but it is evident for that the just shall live, and there's that word, because you pointed out the word live, a lifestyle. The just yeah. shall live by faith. Yeah, and we, need to ask, we need to find out what is faith. You know, if, if faith yeah. just needs sitting here and just saying, hey, you know, I, I pray a prayer. Now I'm going to go ahead and, you know, the, you know, the Lord's prayer says that not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. So, so is, is, is faith just sitting back and saying, hey, I'm going to do it my way? Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 7 says that by faith, uh, Noah moved with fear. See, there was mm-hmm. an action behind Noah's faith. He he yeah. heeded to the to the words of God. Then verse eight Amen. goes on to say that by faith Abraham obeyed God. Amen. See faith well see faith brings an action and and, uh, and we live in America where everything just comes to our front door. Uh we, mm-hmm. we go through the drive through to get our burgers and we want it now. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is service, 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 all about me, me, me. And so we have mm-hmm. redefined the definition of faith. Yeah. See, see, Jesus said to the to the to, to the very first dis- disciples, "Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men." Amen. And John John ten twenty seven says, "My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me." Amen. So when I, heard, when I heard you teaching there, I mean, I was getting real fired up. I'm like, this is some really good teaching here. I, I wish I'd have called in a little bit earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been on my mind. Um, see, you probably happened to you also that Jesus set me free, um, and I had asked God a few months ago. This far, I was three hundred and thirty, probably more. Um, and I uh, I went to God and I said, God, the same way you set me free for alcohol, the same way you set me free for, you know, um, pornography or whatever, uh, set me free for eating. You know, just give me the strength. And um, I kid you not, you know, it wasn't immediate, but I can tell, you know, something happened where God set me free because when a lot of times when we go, you know, we have problems. A lot of people go to food, you know, yeah. and that's why I call it comfort. You know, people call it comfort food, and some people in the church call it comfort food with with no, you know. And, and I like, you know, I don't look at people in a different in a bad way when they're heavy set. As I was heavy set, but my point is, is that who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that point came yeah. from the <laughs> word of God. So yeah. I, I'm 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 happy. I mean I, I'm I'm I hate to use the word happy. I'm joyful, and I thank God every day that you know He set me free. And I don't say it because I, I my heart goes out. And you know I'm 44 years old, so 
brother, I just had what you call a midlife crisis, but it wasn't for what people think a midlife crisis should be for. It was a spiritual midlife crisis. It wasn't like, you know, what I didn't do for God. It was more or less seeing what was going on in the world and understanding that Bible prophecy is, is my forte, but it's not my forte. It's not what my strong point is. And if when you watch um, yourself and um, Pastor J.D. Farad, and you watch, you know, various ministries, a lot of a lot of you guys' ministries, you guys are really strong with the Word of God. Before you guys are strong with prophecy, which makes yeah. you strong with prophecy. And people don't like Hal Lindsey, but if you get some of Hal Lindsey's books on spiritual warfare, or if you get, uh, you know, some other some of the other bigger name brothers, you notice that they're really skilled in the Word of God before their skill in Bible prophecy. Now the danger comes when people are they consider themselves skilled in Bible prophecy. But then they leave out the true elements of the word. That's why I have a ministry called Truth Elements, where I'm going to put out pretty soon and talk about the gospel. Uh, because the word of God has to be preached. If you, if you believe Christ is coming back, then the word of God must be lined up. The word of God must be lined up. The simplicity of Christ must be put into perspective, and there must not be any errors there. And then you're safe. You know, you're going to hear the trumpet call. And if you're living your life with 100%. Now, remember, bro, and then I'm going to shut up. Remember what we're talking about, you know, and I know you said this many times in your your your, your um, teaching. I wish that you were hot or cold. Now, there's a big difference, a big gap there. And he's saying, I wish you were unsaved rather than lukewarm. But that's not the focus here. The focus is, I wish you were hot. Now, what is a hot Christian? A hot Christian is when they call your house, if they get off the phone with you twice, you're lucky that they, I mean, well, yeah, you know what I mean. You're lucky for them to get off twice without mentioning Christ because eventually they're going to mention them. They can't wait. They, they're always talking about Christ. They always, you know, they can't shut up about Christ. And I tell my wife, what you are is what you talk about, or what you like is what you talk about. And, you know, it says in Colossians chapter 3 to set your affections on things above, not on things below. You know, so being hot is, and I want, I want to ask you, would you believe being hot is, and this is not to insult anybody's intelligence or neither myself or yours, but I want people to know that there's a big importance of you loving Christ and being doers of the word, that's why you're doer of the word, because you love Christ. But what well, what makes a person a person as zealous, hot Christian, and you have to be that? Yeah. Or else. If you, go ahead, bro. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, it's funny you bring this up, because this has been a passage that, you know, me and my wife, we, we've been going over the last several days. And, and mm-hmm. I, I turn to it here. I'm going to read it here. It says, uh, 
uh, I'm going to put it with verse 16. It says, So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I will skew thee out of, your, out of my mouth. And verse 17, is, I think it's pretty key, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. You know, there's a lot of folks, a, a lot of professing crowds saying, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to repent. I don't need to... I, I don't need to look into my heart. I don't need to look into the my, my, into the mirror. I just hey, yeah. hey, you know what? I just want to look at the signs. Let's look at the signs because if I look out into the sky to the signs, then I don't have mm-hmm. to deal with what's inside of my heart. You know, mm-hmm. Psalms fifty-one ten says that uh, Lord created me a new heart. Amen. You know, I mean, so look into the look into my heart. You know, the Lord's <laughs> looking into our hearts. And this is where, you know, even Peter, I think about him where you think where he was the, one of the very first disciples and how mm-hmm. many bumps that he took along the road. Yeah. You know, I think about him out in the middle of that sea. You know, Lord, if it's really you, when Jesus came to them by walking on the waves, Lord, if mm-hmm. it's really you, allow yeah. me to come. You know, that's, that's the fire that the Lord's talking about. Amen. I want your heart. I want yeah. your heart. I don't yeah. want your lip service. I want your heart. You know, mm-hmm. I put this on. I put this on my Facebook page uh, just a few days ago. I said the days of going to church to eat fried chicken, socialize, punch the religious time clock is quickly coming to an end. Amen. The Lord is impressed by our church attendance, the sticker on our car, the ability to pray in the King James version, nor a pious nose in the air attitude while playing Christian. Jesus is after our hearts. Not our lip Amen. service, and when he gets our hearts, he will get our lips, and his light Amen. will shine brightly to those who are lost. I mean, yes. that's about as clear cut as it gets. The Lord's after our hearts, and that's the fire yes. he's talking about. I want you yes. to buy good, tried by me, is what he goes on to say in that passage of scripture that you brought up. Yeah, 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 uh, and that's exactly what. Uh, I've been going through for the last couple of months, um, especially the first part of this year, is, uh, is you know, I was asking God, and, and, you know, to show me, um, you know, his heart for me. And, you know, right now, uh, the most important thing is to get right with God so I can be used um for his purposes and, and I'm pretty sure you think the same way. Bro, um how long have you how long have you um uh how long have you cuz I noticed that you you, you cuz I was on your um I was listening to you a couple of your last um uh, videos and I actually I was listening to really really all your videos are great, but I was listening to one a couple of weeks ago. And um, you, you didn't have the chalkboard or anything. You didn't have your board, but you were just talking. And yeah. um, and I remember that. And then I remember that strange week because God was talking to me. And, you know, he was just telling me, you know, that he was kind of reminding me of David, you know, and, and, and a man after his own heart. And... Uh, how David repented, and people will miss that 
they missed the whole thing. And they kind of, maybe I'm wrong, but they kind of glean off of, I don't know, they just make God's grace. Uh, what is it in Romans chapter 6? Should I, should I sin that grace may abound? God said that David was a man after his own heart because David repented. Yeah. And it was not because, and if you even watch some of the movies and somebody say, well, well, Solomon had many wives and he was, you know, and, and then to make an excuse for them to go out and, you know, cheat on their wife or something else. And they used David, they used the forgiving part of David where God forgave them rather than the discipline part that David put on his own self to not sin against you. Not sin against them. Now, and and um, Psalms one nineteen eleven, I think it is. It says that um, I think that's where it was. It says, "Your word have I hid in my heart that I should not sin against you." And <laughs> if David was the writer, which I believe he is, then David was a man after own God's own heart because he found the value of God's word to put it into his heart and practice what is in that word so they can be successful, so we can be successful. And, that, and that's what's the most important thing to me now is to get his word and get where he says that we can't, we won't sin against him. So go ahead, boom. Well, I mean, too, I mean, it goes back to that, the scripture I started with, you know, in, in Galatians 3.11, it is evident for that the just shall live by faith. You know, in Amen. the book of James, and you were, you were speaking about James uh, chapter 4, but in James chapter 2, uh, James teaches what good is faith if you don't have any good deeds to follow it. Yeah. He says, yeah. even the devils and demons believe in God. Yeah. But they're not submitted to him. Yeah. You know? So I think about Peter again on that on that ocean. So he, he on that sea, he started to take steps on the water. You know, and this yeah. is this is the heart that he had. See he had a heart after the Lord. In Amen. other words, Lord, I I, I want you, I, I want to obey you and he took the steps with his eyes focused on Jesus. So then the scripture says he got afraid and started to look at the circumstances. So yeah. Maybe in our, in our life, maybe the circumstances are not the wind and the waves blowing. Maybe it's our marriage we're having trouble. Maybe it's yeah. alcohol. Maybe it's other stuff. Yeah. You know, and but it says that Peter started to sink. You know, right there, Jesus yeah. could have said, "Oh, you doubted me. You doubted me." Yeah. But, but Peter cried out, "Lord, help!" See, we're yeah. gonna make mistakes, and that's yeah. where the good. It was the grace of God that reached out and saved him. Yeah. But, but Peter just didn't go out and premeditatively say, "Hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to go sin today," yeah. and I'm going to use the word of God as an excuse. You know, I want to take yeah. you to Jude uh, chapter chapter or uh, Jude verse three, I should say. Yeah. It says, uh, "Dear love friends, I've been eagerly planning to write you about the salvation we all share, but yeah. now I find uh, now I find that I must write about something else." urging you to defend the truth of the good news. God gave us this unchanging truth once for all time to his holy people. 
That, yeah. that goes on to make a point here. Verse 4, I say this because some godless, godless people have wormed their way in among you, saying that God's forgiveness or God's grace allows us to live a moral life. The fate of such people was determined long ago, for they have turned against our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. You know, folks who teach this grace only, because actually what Ephesians says, Ephesians 2 8 says that we're saved by grace through faith. Which again connects to Galatians chapter 3, the just shall live by faith. See, it's amazing how folks want to leave that faith part out. It's like yeah. conveniently. Well, hey, hey, where did the faith part go out of that? You, you left that out of your out of your out of your statement there. Because uh-huh. uh, 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 we're saved by grace through faith. Hey, yeah, 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 and 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 that is true. That um, they they kind of avoid that that same grace is a, is a grace that that through faith, of course, but that grace is the same thing that set them free. From bondages that they're trying to run, uh, you know, they're trying to run away from, you know, because when yeah. I, I I struggle with sexual sins, I struggle with alcohol, I struggle with those things, and I try to, man, I, I mean, and, and knowing that I was disappointing God made me miserable, and um, the problem with with it, with that, at the time was I, you know, the smart thing was is I was willing to feel that way until I had a remedy, you know, which yeah. was you know, later on was Jesus Christ. But today's church don't really want you to feel bad about anything. And see, the way a mom knows that their kid is sick is is and and or make them not, you know, not get careless and get kind of complacent is that God built inside of us different feelings of anxiety, different feelings of, you know. And people, like, if you if you put some uh, uh, food on the stove and you go run and use the bathroom, you're going to try to get out that bathroom quick because that anxiety level is, is rising, you know. And, and the same thing with, uh, you know, sadness. When you're, when, when you're sad or mad or angry, God put those specific um, things inside of us that we will be able to know when you know because if you if you're not get, if you're getting ready for work and you're going to be you've been late before you should have some anxiety level in there to tell you otherwise so what I'm trying to say is when you're when you're sinning you should feel people say well you shouldn't feel this way you shouldn't feel well Paul if you read if you read David David was kind of more than sad when he sinned against God. And I'm not saying you should be, you come, you know. Now, when people say, well, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus or who walk after the Spirit, but listen to what it's saying, who walk after the Spirit. (laughs) It's telling you. Well, well, this is the thing. I mean, I think sometimes folks get uh, confused condemnation versus the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Holy Spirit will convict us. And that's, yeah. you know what, let me uh, do something real quick. I mean, I just actually just shut the Bible on this passage of Scripture, but you just brought this up for the Lord said, whether you be hot or cold. Let me go yeah. ahead and, and finish that little passage there because it, it deals with the conviction of the Holy Spirit here. Yeah. Uh, in uh, chapter 4, verse, um, yeah, and, and I think sometimes we can look over this. Uh, verse 19, 
Uh, yeah. Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And this is key here. And he says, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Because <laughs> I stand at the door and knock. Wait a second. What door, what door is he standing at? He's standing at the door, door of our heart. heart. Yeah. yeah, he's knocking. He wants our heart. He wants our heart. He doesn't want our lip service. Look, we yeah. all, we can, look, I, you know what, you know, really, I can say that I'm the pilot of the 737. Uh-huh. For for American Airlines, and I'd be lying through my teeth, but I can profess that all I want. It's right, not right. about a profession; it's about where's our heart. And the Lord yeah. doesn't want our profession; He wants our heart. And then when He gets yeah. our heart, the other stuff will come with it. We all make Amen. mistakes. We, Amen. We all, look, oh man, we, we will always be on the road going to glory from glory yeah, to glory. Right, man. And Amen. when we make mistakes, yeah, we should feel a bad about our mistakes when we're genuine. But get yeah. back up. Yeah, get back up. Get back up and keep walking the tracks. It's like if we're trying to walk that, if we're trying to walk the railroad tracks and we slip and fall, we get back up. But if we end up in the woods somewhere, if we end up in the woods, then are we genuinely giving the Lord a heart or are we just playing games? And I think that's the question a lot of us uh, need to ask ourselves. I mean, the real deal with me and Marcus, I want. I want your heart. I want you to. I want you to quit playing games. I mean, one time I was worshiping in church. Uh, yeah. I think about seven years ago, and it's like the Lord really hit me with it. The Lord yeah. said, "Is this what it means to be a Christian, Marcus? Is this what? Yeah. I, do you think this is what I want from you to come to church, clap your hands, put a smile on your face? Is that what I want from you?" And that yeah. radically changed my attitude. You know, that really yeah. did. Uh-huh. Maybe, you know, we, we need to go and seek. There was a time in my life I had to go seek teaching. I mean, yeah. This was apart from church. This was yeah. a, a brother named Lewis, and, and I had to get under his teaching and, and get in the Word and, 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 and be right. pliable and, and allow allow folks to, to teach us. But we're living in a time now where folks don't want to hear any kind of correcting word. That's, yeah. that's condemnation, you know? Amen. Amen. Yeah. That, that is, that's exactly... You hit the number on the head, bro. Um, that's the Holy Spirit conviction uh, yeah. doing that. Yeah, and um, you know uh, we 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 see um, that people are in, struggling for, with um, addictions throughout. You know, especially I know males are you know masturbation or whatever was is suffering from that. Well, I can't say suffering, but struggling with it. And yeah. um, I tell people, you know, that if if it's not your marriage partner, then it's, you're going to get these special feelings where you're depressed because you're wondering why you're depressed, you, you, especially teenagers today and, and kids that, are, you know, are getting closer to adulthood are, you know, feeling bad about these things, but I, I say to you know, when I was a kid and I was when I was going through these things. If you're listening to the show, you know, you know, I just keep asking God to give you some help, you know. But on the the manuscript, what I used to do is I used to say, God, you know, just just help me out. I don't want to. I don't want to be a Christian at this point, but <laughs> you know, help me later. You know, just want to kill me off or nothing. And, you know, 
I, you know, I want to get saved eventually, but I couldn't tell my 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 boy Ron that because Ron died at 20 years old. Yeah. So it's time to get serious. If you listen to this radio program, you you're 17, 18, 19 years old. You just happen to be going through Blog Talk Radio. I mean, life has not promised you, um, but I do say with you, I do say get up because God. I mean, there's times where I got up fifty thousand times, but see, later on, God had brought to my attention that you know, should I send that grace me a bomb? Eventually, we we need to be persistent with asking for help, and you know, it's worth keeping keep trying and then even if the you know i kind of tell people even if the will is not there you know you pray for god's will pray that you want to serve god because it's not worth going to hell for eternity um and, and this is not a way of trying to trick you trick god but i'm just saying if if, if, if hell is whatever you do just just you know pray to god that he'll He'll change your will because there's some people out there that don't even want to serve God in reality. You know, they just want to party. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's it's good to just take that risk and say, God, I know I'm not safe right now, but if you hear me anywhere out there, change my heart because that's what I used to do. Yeah. And you know, and I and I just made a point that my but you might not have that time to do that. You know, today is the day of salvation. But I'm just saying, if if you if 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 you believe that hell is hot, if at least you believe that, uh, you know, just tell God to you know sustain your life until you. I hate to say it, till you're ready, but like you might not get tomorrow to do that. So yeah, let's think. If, you know, let's think about it because my 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 um, cousin Maine, uh, excuse me, Maine that passed away too, but um, he got shot. That a, he, I don't know what he was doing, but he got shot, and he was 30, 20, 20, 28, something like that. And my cousin Mikey, uh, he just passed away. He was overweight. He was like 400-some pounds, but oh, he wow. passed away of a heart attack. And, you know, being a Christian, the first thing that comes to mind is where are they? Yeah. You know, I don't tell I don't tell my immediate family this or my aunties and stuff, but I tell my wife, you know, I, I mean, my heart goes out. See, every time I hear a brother on TV, some actor died or actress died or singer died or, you know, a writer died, the first thing that comes to mind is being a safe person is where are they now? You know, and, I, and and it's sad for me because my heart goes out to these to people like that. But well, like I was getting to before, you know, that's not biblical to, to hold tight. That's not what I'm saying. And to put it off. Today is the day of salvation and you know, it's not tomorrow. Life has not promised you, you know. And, you know, that's what I'm really trying to say. But yeah. what I'm also trying to go ahead, bro. I was about to say, you know, too, the, you know, the Lord said, you know, because, you know, you know, the Lord knows our hearts. He knows the genuineness of our hearts. You know, I think it's First uh, Samuel, uh, it might be Second Samuel, but it's 30 verse uh, 6, I believe it is. It says that the Lord looks on the heart of man, but it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's men who look on the outward, God looks on the inward, and I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so, you know, even in, uh, I don't know what scripture this is either right offhand, but it says that to put the kingdom of God first, and all these things will be added unto you. That is, yeah. 
that's what I mean. So we give the Lord our best. I mean, obviously, no one on the planet is going to change in one day or one week or one month. But if we Amen. give our heart and life to the Lord, He will take us yeah. on a process. If we truly yeah. do give Him our life, He will take yeah. us on that process. And we'll slip and fall along the way. And, and that's yeah. what kind of things that we should not feel bad about. You know, yeah. we shouldn't feel yeah. bad because, okay, I messed up. We're always going to mess up. Yeah. But Amen. Even if I like to say it like this. You yeah. know, when I go out and drive, I do my best not to run into somebody's mailbox, rearing somebody yeah. or this and that. I haven't even had a wreck in the last 10 years. But yeah. as good a driver as I am and as the best I try to do, I probably yeah. will make a mistake in the future. Just give it yeah. a little time. And so yeah. we, we can't beat ourselves up for the honest mistakes we make. Yeah. If I yeah. went out there, yeah. And, but if I went out there and said, oh, today I'm going to rear in somebody because I got insurance. Today I'm going to hit somebody's mailbox because I got insurance. But yeah. that's our attitude, then something fundamentally is wrong inside of our heart. If that's our attitude. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's a good point, brother. You hit the nail on the head. And that that's where we're trying to drive home is the is the heart. Uh, God knows God knows the beginning from the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. For, um, I don't believe that there, you know, there's some churches that teach foreknowledge, you know, that they can go around saying, well, God saved me since the foundation of the world. But that's according to God's um, knowledge. That's not according to our knowledge because God knows everything. We don't. So well, yeah, I, the scripture also says, though, that, 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 that God, uh, it is not the will of God that no man should perish. So, I mean, mm-hmm, he died mm-hmm. on the cross for every single yeah, one of that's us. True. But some of us are just choosing, or, or should I say many, are choosing just to, to go their own way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the popular way today is to, you know, is to go your own way. But the most important thing, the most popular thing today is uh, the day people really got a, a messed up conception of who God really is and who and what the gospel really represents. Yeah, I mean, I would just say like this. I mean, folks have redefined the good news. They have yeah. redefined it. And so, you know, Jesus, yeah, and this is, I mean, you, you, if you've watched me, you know, or, or folks who have watched me since I first came on the YouTube, you know yeah. that I'm a person who, uh, I'm watching the signs. I'm, I'm looking yeah. around. I'm, I'm aware of the time that we're living in. I'm not anti sign watching. Yeah. What I am, what I am anti is, to, you know, for a person who is a sign watcher but doesn't walk in faith. Or let me, yeah. Uh, let me rephrase it like this: a person who calls himself a sign watcher but rejects the faith, rejects yeah. repentance, rejects holiness. Well, they're just a person who's given lip service. Yeah, a person who does that is actually on the wide path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You call yourself a sign watcher, but I want to reject. I want to accept this part of the scripture, but I'm going to reject the part, this part over here. Like you Mm -hmm. you can't pick and choose the gospel. You can't pick and choose what part of Jesus you want. You either want him or you don't. Amen. Amen. And yeah, that's exactly it's like a smorgasbord. You pick and choose what you want. And, but, and this uh, is why so, great. I mean, this is why uh, so many folks who watched me back in 2011 have, have they've unsubscribed to me because.
message of accountability. I'm going to teach on a message of faith, you know. Yeah. Jesus yeah. said in Matthew chapter 5. And see, see, let me make a point real quick. I, I want to make this point that sometimes I think it's overlooked. You remember yeah. the ascension? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the disciples were standing around, and they were watching Jesus go up into heaven. Uh-huh. What, what, what happened next? Uh, an angel appears. Yeah. And says, hey, why are you guys just standing there watching Jesus go up? You know, yeah. in, in essence, what they're saying is, why are you just standing watching the sign? Yeah. See, yeah. If, that's if, a deep. That, that's deep. Yeah. I mean, so the angel way back, I mean, this is 2,000 years ago. Yeah. There was an urgency to say, hey, get to work. There's work to be done. <laughs> uh huh. Still, still, we're in the last days now. This, that was yeah. the beginning. Facebook, I wasn't doing anything. And 
And he's saying the number one thing is the is the, is the relationship with Christ. And and I said, wow, this is this is deep, but is it me doing this? Is it me saying this? And then, you know, to think about the stuff that you said and the stuff that you said in your video and and the other things that other people confirm, man. He said to me, he's this is what he said. He says, you still got time. Yeah. You still got time to go preach the gospel. And he says, do not wait. Just go preach the gospel. Do not stand still. Do not stay up in the air glazing at me as I, you know, float up and, you know, go to heaven. You yeah. know, just like you said, bro, that's exactly what he was saying. He says, he says think about this. Okay, if, if this conflict is it, he says, then you only got like a month. And then it's probably going to start happening because I believe that the spring feast already been fulfilled. And yeah, there's sometimes you can say there's. I don't think there's any dual for the spring feast at least dual, you know, representation. But as far as the, he says that he's, he's telling me he says the spring. This everything's going to happen in the fall. And and if it, if it hasn't happened yet, it's probably not going to happen. There's probably going to be a deal or something. And that was exactly what happened. He yeah. said, wait, he says, that spring, that war with Damascus will not, there's going to be one spring where there's Damascus will be taken out. And he says, my, you know, he ain't going to tell you, he doesn't tell you when, because he wants you to still be on the eminence. You know, yeah. I can happen at any time. But what he did was express to me is this, when they shall say peace and safety. So, there, you know, there's a gap there. And he also expressed to me that Rosh Hashanah will be, and this could be wrong. I mean, maybe it's just me eating too much food. But uh, he says, you notice that the wars all start on, or invasions of Israel all start on Jewish feast. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen on Rosh Hashanah? He said, well, on a particular year, Rosh Hashanah will, Russia will invade Israel on a particular year on Rosh Hashanah. So, I mean, so for me, I think we still got time, not like some, you know, conservative people who love the world will say we got another five years. I believe we got another year or two yeah. to, 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 to really do something for the Lord. Now, I didn't say there says the Lord. I just said this is what he put on my heart. This is not a field gold, you know, Rosh Hashanah of 2013 will be the time. Of course, I would be false if I would have shared that online. But I do believe that God was sharing in my heart, along with what you call it. I, I, I mean, bro, I'm 44 years old, midlife crisis. This, that, that was midlife crisis, man. I knew it was, but it had nothing to do with jobs. It had nothing to do with nothing else but biblical stuff like how I raise my family, how I raise my kids. Um, it had to do with what I'm preaching, you know, why I'm preaching it, what's my motives, you know. And, and it wasn't about, you know, how much money I'm getting, you know, preaching the gospel because we get absolutely zero. I just enjoy doing it, and I'm pretty sure you do too. But, um, you know, go go ahead, bro. I'm sorry, man. But, yeah, it's just that's basically what he was speaking to me in a still small voice and in a, in a peace. And it, it really came from, if I, it's, it's more like if, if I was sitting at the TV screen and I'm seeing John Kerry, God, I can feel his voice. It's, it's like a, it's a peace. When I, when the thought would come through my mind and it would say, even before they even came up with a deal, there's going to be a deal. 
and this thing will keep going. And I, you know, and he will tell me, you know, you're, I can feel it. You're not going to have a warning that it's going to come upon the world quickly. It's not going to be like somebody can just strategically say, well, see, you know, the people on Facebook and, and YouTube, they really scare me sometimes because we get so involved in common element and stuff. And I did the same thing. I got involved in it and stuff. But I, if you read the word clarify on in Luke 21, it says you should come upon the world like a snare. That's like a trap. You ever yeah. see a trap go pop and you don't even know it's there until it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you know, about the, the, the Rosh Hashanah thing, you know, and it's my personal opinion because I definitely, you know, there's no, there's no mistake about that the Lord revealed the person, the beast, you know, consecutively, and then there was the, the church was uh, fulfilled on uh, Pentecost, so there's no question about yeah. that. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, uh, it's my personal opinion. I don't believe the rapture is going to fulfill one of those false feasts. I believe that the Lord, uh, in His second coming, is going to fulfill the last three feasts. Consecutively, yeah. like you fulfilled the first three feasts consecutively. Yeah. I don't think there's yeah. going to be a gap there because there was no gap in the first three. Uh, three. Uh, yeah, you're right. Then, you know, you're right. Then, you're right. Then Pentecost was right there, so I don't think that the rapture would be the 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 the, the feast of Rosh Hashanah. Then there would be a seven year gap, and then the the, the final two fulfilled. You know, because that's yeah. not the way it happened the first time around. That's my personal yeah. opinion. Uh, the scripture also says that the the, the Lord uh, uh, that we can hasten the return of the Lord. So that tells me that there's not necessarily a set time for the rapture itself. Yeah. So uh, yeah. as far as far as you know, in 2011, uh, I was part, uh, really a huge part of the sign group. You know, I was making all this, you know, rapture videos and sign this, sign that, rapture yeah. this, rapture that. Yeah. You know, and I really felt the Lord, uh, inter- interestingly enough, I felt the Lord on Rosh Hashanah say, Marcus, I'm not really pleased with what you're sharing because you're more concerned about getting view counts. And this is, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I was concerned about view counts. Wow. I was concerned about, hey, you know, I want some view counts. Yeah. And I really felt the Lord hit me and said, Marcus, enough. I want you yeah. to get in the words. And I want yeah. you to teach the truth of the word, and I don't want you to share an end-time message that no closer than every six weeks. Wow! I'm just here, just here on this last rush, I'm just a, just a, you know, just literally a week ago, I felt a little move on me and said, "Now, Marcus, I want you to share more often on the end time. because wow. I mean, for the longest time I wasn't sharing. You know, and you, I think I put the title Rapture in my videos probably only twice in the last two years. Wow. You know, and, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I call it, prop, uh, I call it uh, mongering going on, a lot of rapture mongering. You yeah. Know? And then you have, you have the rapture-holics. And so yeah. the rapture-mongers are feeding the rapture-holics. You know, Jesus said in, in Matthew 16, verse 4, he says, a, a adulterous, perverse generation craves, craves at the time. That's fine, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people craving the science. They're craving. Yeah, you know, that I, is I, true. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I read a post from one person said, "Oh, I really thought World War Three was going to start. I'm so disappointed." Is, oh is, man, really? Is that yeah. our attitude? Is that should that be our attitude? You know, and I agree with you. I believe we yeah. have time. Now I don't know yeah. if the time is three months, six months, a year. Yeah. But I believe we have time. 
And the Lord gave us a, a, a commission to go out and share the gospel and it says to every creature. In other words, share the gospel. Share the word. You are the light of the world. You are yeah. the light of the world. That's what Jesus Amen. said. We are the light. Yeah, and so we're not to conform ourselves to the darkness. You know, first Peter two nine says that we are a chosen generation. We've been called out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Amen. A peculiar people. You know, many in the church who are, or who are, you know, quote unquote in the church, they're not peculiar at all. You yeah. know why? Because they look just like they look like the world, act like the world, walk like walk like the world, party like yeah. the world, divorce yeah. like the world. You know, what's the old saying? I'll use the, I'll I'll use a worldly saying here to make my point. Wow. Yeah. If it if it walks like a neck, if it quacks like a neck, right? If it swims yeah. like a neck, then hey. So we shouldn't be acting like the world. We shouldn't look like the world because the scripture says that we are a peculiar people. Amen. Amen. Yes, we are. We should be at least. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is true, brother. That is true. And a peculiar person is is different. It should be different in the you know, walking, talking, movement and and a motivation would motivate us and our uh, affections should be Placed on yeah. heavenly things instead of and worldly and, things. And the other thing is, we should walk in love. You know, we, we should. We, if we don't agree with a brother or sister, we shouldn't rip them apart and tear them yeah. down. I had a person send me this long message, and after four lines, I just clicked it off. Yeah, you know, it's just like we have to learn to to, to walk in love. Yeah, I, I, we are definitely in the, in, the, in the end days, in the last days right now. Yeah, I'm going to share, uh, if, if everything goes as planned, I'm going to share on a message tomorrow, and I'm going to involve the, the Syria and everything that, that I see going on in the world right now. I believe yeah. there's a lot of positioning going. Yeah. I believe the yeah. infrastructure, yeah. yeah, exactly, the infrastructure is being built. Russia is positioning it itself. I mean, right. we see just from reading Ezekiel uh, 38, and you actually can see that even from, from Psalms uh, 83, yeah. that Russia yeah. is a big player there. And then Amen. the surrounding countries. Yeah. So yeah. I, my, my personal opinion, I, I see that, you know, I, I believe somebody's going to try something crazy on Israel. Yeah. Because when yeah. I look at Ezekiel 17, Ezekiel 17, uh, Isaiah 17, yeah. it, verse, four, verse 14, I believe it is, it says that, uh, at, uh, at at nighttime there was trouble, but yeah. at morning time destruction. So yeah. I, I believe it's maybe Syria. You know, did something crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they lobbed over some gas or something to Israel, and they said we're yeah. not putting up with this, and they struck that hard. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's interesting, especially when you when you you you. Uh, involved in it, and you've been um, doing a ministry like yourself or like me. Uh, it, it makes you, when you see them things happen on television, which we will have a chance unless, you know, God forbid something happened to us. But we're going to be able to see those things come to pass, and it's not like we're going to be celebrating them because the mask is blown up. 
nothing like that because I tell people on a lot of our radio shows and that uh, I don't celebrate Damascus being blown up unless it's cool, unless nobody's there in the city. But um, yeah. what I what I'm saying is that we we we're going to feel a certain um, how, I don't even know the proper words because we I mean there's war involved, but we're going to feel a certain uh, feeling of wow, man, we we actually been talking about this stuff. We've been we've been warning people. And I don't know if you can say excitement because I'm not, I understand where you're coming from when you say sign watcher because I, I get kind of frustrated. And that's, that's part of the last couple of months I've been kind of frustrated with people on you, on Facebook particularly who who want to see the rapture of church and then they have this attitude of so what? We're going to be out of here anyway. You know, that type of attitude. But but what I'm saying is is it's it's a blessing to be able to to know that Christ is coming back and He's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, when yeah. we see these things happen, you know, I'm not saying they're going to, I don't own the patent on Bible prophecy. I don't never, I haven't seen anybody who does. But uh, I do believe that, you know, some people, you know, ridicule the Thief of the Night movie and, uh, you know, or, or, or Left Behind. But there is a scenario coming similar to that where we're going to sit here and we're going to be like, Wow, so the rapture can be coming any second now, you know, or we might, you know, and it's a, it's it's like, where's the trumpet? You know, is the trumpet going to sound any minute now? You know, I mean, it's going to be a play, a time where we still, me and you, me and you, because we've been here since, we've been here on, you know, YouTube and stuff, Facebook and and um, Blog Talk Radio since 2011, and we've seen Comet Element, and we've seen that atmosphere but we're still going to be so excited. We're still going to be, and we, you know, we're going to have mixed feelings, but it's going to be, wow, Christ can, yeah. could be coming back. And we're going to know it's yeah. Ezekiel 38 and 39. We're going to know it because it's Russian invading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, and I mean, and, and, go ahead. I was say, and that's if the rapture hadn't already taken place by that, that time, because, uh, you know, the Psalm 83 war, it looks like that's what's going to happen first. You know, and yeah. you can probably say yeah. Psalm eighty three and Isaiah seventeen are kind of yeah. uh, interconnected a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, That's if what we I... see Russia come and invade Israel, then you know we're late, late in hour. You know, it's yeah, in a blink of a, in a blink of an eye. You know, and we blink should be excited. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, I don't want uh, folks to get the wrong idea that I'm saying not to be excited. I mean, the Lord gave us these signs. So we can know where we're at and what hour we're yeah. living in. Yeah. But at the same time, he gave those signs also, so we could kick it in high gear. You know, when you get to yeah. that last leg of the race, you 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 turn it on. You don't you don't lose seventy five percent. You're not you yeah. know you're not going at a pace. You're going at a yeah. full sprint. And so I Amen. believe that's one of the reasons the Lord gave us the signs. One, so Amen. we know where we're at, and yes, we're going to be excited. But now it's time to turn it on. Oh my, yeah. Share, share to your loved ones. Share to the lost and works. Shine the Amen. light of Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, brother. Well, this uh, this this time went pretty fast. Um, you know, uh, probably if you could come back on, that'd be awesome. If you come back on October and, and November, uh, you know, because we kind of preach the word. Yeah. 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 We're we gonna talk more about you know. 
Bible prophecy and stuff, but uh, you know, there's always time to talk to, to speak the word. And uh, yeah, so thank you for coming on. And I'll, I'm gonna email you and let you know what's going on, man. Because uh, maybe okay. you can come on. Maybe you can come on and uh, if you like somebody, if I give you like a list of people coming on the show, maybe you can come on and do a host or a co-host with me. Okay. That that'd, okay, be, yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd be. That'll be real nice. All right, bro. So you have a, a wonderful weekend, man, and uh, and God bless you, man. And, and I, I'll be praying for your ministry. And I like to. I'm gonna I'm check out. You, you're making the video pretty soon, right? Uh, yeah, it should be out tomorrow. If not, it'll be pretty soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, bro, for coming on, man. I appreciate it so much. All right. Thanks for having me, and uh, you have yeah. a good week. You too. Bye. So that's Brother Marcus from Finding Truth Ministries, uh, 88. And uh, that was a good uh, time together, fellowshipping and spreading the word of God. And um, I am so um, blessed to have him on the show. And uh, I'd like to get more uh, uh, relations with brothers and sisters across America across the world uh and I keep running into I don't find many brothers and sisters like like the ones I have in the in the in the past where um Susan Puzio and Brenda Johnson and Chris Week and you know uh people like that uh Robert Randall I I haven't found too many people um like these people where I can actually count on and I'm going to stab you in the back and Brother Mark is also who I can count on. Uh, so uh, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to end the show. God bless. Romans 6.23 says For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Talk Radio. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. Okay, we're back. All right, quick, we're going to end the show. Um, go to my website, www.pzrn.org. Um, Monday, we're going to start updating the site. We're going to uh, go as long as we can without missing uh, a day of uploading. And uh, also, uh, we're going to come on probably in October and start having a show every Sunday night that's probably going to be recorded for the most part, but 
I will also advertise all my live shows as well. But God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful night. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless and have a wonderful night.